One, two, one, two. Jack. This morning, how many of you had a hard time hearing? Wow. So it's kind of like murmuring, just kind of coming in and out, some catching some words only. Just have to concentrate on your voice only. <clears throat> and the guided meditation part, it's the same kind of. It's difficult. It's already up here. <laughs> There's a little echo. I'll just hold it like this. One, two. In the back. Okay. Is there a feedback? I just need a third hand. <laughs> One to come out of here, just hold it like that. All right. Thank you. I thought maybe we can uh, practice, familiarize ourselves with this method. Let's approach silent illumination. And then maybe we go to the text in the afternoon. Okay. It's a very short text. So make yourself comfortable. on your knees, in your lap. Just get a sense of yourself sitting here in this space. A presence of being here. begin with a good foundation, priming the body, the heart, and the mind. So bring your awareness to the crown of your head. sensations only. We're only using the faculty of the body. 
eyes see, ears hear, what does the body do? The body experiences tactile sensations. Okay, from the crown of our head, allow the sensation to trickle down your forehead. Feeling of skin, muscles, all the way down to the space between the eyebrows. This tension spot. So what we want to do is to raise the eyebrows up. In other words, tense up. And let the eyebrows drop. Do that a few times. Familiarize yourself with a sense of release as you drop the eyebrows. Allow all the tensions to fall away. Relaxing your eyelids. around the eye socket. Now the eyeballs. <clears throat> the eyelids are closed. If you still see something, darkness, light, that means you're still using your eyes. So we're not using the eyes faculty, using the body faculty. So treat the eyes like muscles, relax them. See if you can feel a sense of weight of the eyeballs. Very light. Contours. Relaxing them. Allow the sense of relaxing to flow down to the planes of your cheeks. Feeling the skin, feeling the muscles, relaxing. And the jaw, relax the jaw. 
You can follow the jawline from below the ears all the way to the chin, section by section. Then tuck in the chin a little bit. And now the lips. Make sure the lips are wet. Wet your lips. And then the corners of your mouth. Gentle smile. How does it feel? Tap into the feeling tone a little bit. Feeling at ease, content, pleasant. Facial muscles relaxed. Now let's go back to the crown again. This time, relax the whole scalp. Feeling the skin. Section by section. Maybe the coolness of the scalp touching the air. or the weight of the hair. Relaxing each follicle of hair. Opening all the pores. Sweeping back past the temples. The back of the head and the cranium. From the base of the cranium, relax down the neck. At this time, you can rotate your neck. Circular motion. Feeling the skin. Muscles and tendons. Feeling the stretch. And change direction. Rotating your neck, clarifying your head region. the shoulders, the second tension point, and the way to relax, because for most people it's so tense, you raise the shoulders up, it takes drastic measure to relax, inhale, exhale, let them drop. 
Do that a few times. And zero in on the sense of release, the tension, tension sinking down. Right down to the two arms, from the shoulders down to the biceps, triceps, elbows. See if you can feel the skin, muscles, tendons, relaxing. Wiggle your elbow a little bit, just to make sure the whole arms are relaxed, and then flow down. Forearms, wrists, palms, and fingers. Now let's come to the chest. See if you can feel the subtle rise and fall of the chest, following the rhythm of your breath. Very subtle. Increasingly aware of the exhalations, and noticing your ability to use the exhalations, exhale into relaxation. Also noticing as you exhale. You can drop the sense of gravity, center the gravity downward. The sense of weight sink down into earth as you exhale into the relaxation. With the next exhalation, sink down to your tummy, and see if you can feel the subtle rise and fall of your abdomen, following the rhythm of your breath. Completely natural. Uncontrived. Just the tummy rising and falling by itself. If you have trouble sensing, take one of your palms and put it right over the tummy. Our palms have a lot of nerve endings; very sensitive.
and then you'll be able to feel the movements. And then move your palm away, but keep the sensations there. Okay. Now let's go to the back. The back of the neck. Flow down to the upper back. Back of the shoulders. Shoulder blades. Relax. And you notice that there's also there rise and fall. Expansion, contracting, following the rhythm of your breath. Exhale, sink down to the mid-back, relaxing, the movements are there too. So not only the front of the body, in fact, very subtly, the whole ribcage is expanding, contracting, following the rhythm of the breath. Exhaling and relaxing, drop the center of gravity downwards to the lower back, feeling the skin, muscles relaxing. <clears throat> sense of weight to sink down through your seat into earth, leaving your upper body light as a feather. Each vertebrae stacked on top of the other, effortlessly upright. At this time, just to make sure it's upright and relaxed in the center, we sway the body from left to right, front and back. Allow the swaying to come to a stop by itself, finding that center point of gravity. And then front and back. Perfectly aligned.
and then sink down. At this time, we can place our hands in the meditation posture, left on top of right, thumbs touching, palms up, resting on our lap or a towel. Take a moment to feel the thumbs. Feel the left palm. Continuing to relax the hips, thighs, and knees, feeling the skin, muscles relaxing. Calves, ankles, and feet. And the whole base of your posture. Grounded, rooted to earth. Relaxed and grounded, the body is primed. Next, check in to your feeling tone, the feeling of contentment. ease, slight traces of pleasant feeling. Allow this to resonate, savoring in this moment. Still feeling embodied, grounded. So there is a physicality to this contentment. The feeling of the body grounded, rooted, merged with this content presence. Body relaxed, heart content. Next, bring forth great, great interest. In the simplicity of sitting. How do you know you're sitting? Posturing, relaxing and grounding. Where the base is rooted to earth. 
embodied. The first entry point to silent illumination practice. The embodied experiencing of sitting. Uncontrived. If you need a crutch, something concrete, there's nothing more concrete than the posturing, the relaxing, and the sense of weight rooted to earth. Embodied experiencing. Body is sitting, mind is sitting, experiencing sitting. mind together. There is no need to separate body, mind, 
this idea can drop away. The reality of this moment is just a palpable experiencing, a physicality to experiencing, and you happen to be sitting. Just stay with the, the physicality of embodied experiencing. Every moment is a new beginning. The first entry point of silent illumination. physicality of sitting, embodied experiencing. But as you persist, the physicality part becomes lighter and lighter the body as if there, as if not there, and more and more the prominence of experiencing itself.
no wandering thoughts. Moment to moment, new, fresh, wakeful. It's as if that space before thoughts arise, to which thoughts Seize. Into this abyss of stillness. Yet the mind is awake. The most natural state. Quiescent, clear, Sit like this for a few minutes.
wandering thoughts arise, look at it. Watch it vanish. Relax into this uncontrived, most natural way of being. Open and present, no wandering thoughts. No wandering thoughts yet clear. Continue with the experiencing, now experiencing movements and sensations. No words or language.
take care of the body. Any aches and pains. You massage. Even the parts of the body that's not painful, we still massage. Muscles squeeze, joints rub. From top all the way down to the feet. So the function is to, <coughs> of course, massage the aches and pains. But there are other functions such as building the transition from stillness to activity. <coughs> Becoming familiar with the body. Body and mind always together, embodied. Whatever the body is doing, the mind is right there. We sat for 40 minutes. We 20 minutes, 18 minutes for Q&A. For some things you may not be clear of, you didn't know what to do, or share some experience. Yes. The illumination, okay, the question is, what's the relationship between silent illumination and compassion? Compassion is basically the function of wisdom, selfless function. So, the silence, it's a metaphor for selflessness emptiness. The illumination is a metaphor, poetic metaphor, for the functioning of that wisdom. So the functioning is compassion, selfless action. That's compassion. Uh, but there are many angles to this. When, when a person learns silent illumination. You know how we take care of the body? 
you know, relax, prime it, ground it. You know, there's a lot of emphasis on uh, being present, being present to our body. When a person practices this way, through osmosis, imperceptibly, the person, the practitioner, becomes not only present to the body, but whatever arises. Everything is accepted. Why? Because we prime our heart to be content. This has a tremendous amount of effect on one's approach to practice. And that will begin to translate to simply being present to ourselves when we're with others. We're present. Being present means absence of the chatter of projections, of want, need, gaining, losing, having, lacking, just present, content. That absence is being free from the three poisons. Grasping, rejecting, greed, aversion, all these polarities are diminished. The person is used to cultivating this way. That's why I say the silent illumination in the way that we practice it, it's really kind of embodying from the working end of practice wisdom and compassion. What is it to be free from three poisons? Greed, hatred, ignorance. This is Buddhism 101. Right? But how it translates to actual practice you know, in the simple things that we do. You know, priming the body, making the heart content, availing ourselves to the present. And the present is just sitting without wanting it to be other than what it is, manipulating it, effortfully trying to steer it to something. None of that. So kind of imperceptibly, the person becomes very attuned to the body, oneself, and very attuned to what is present that translates to very attuned to well, other people when we interact at the junctures of interaction. And that functioning in speech, in bodily actions, in the kinds of things that arise inside, Self is very minimal. That's compassion. Most people, you know, 
always selfing, you know, othering. Right? So, responding to the myriad things, responding to whatever may come up, self is minimum. That's compassion. It's about uh, so this whole approach. It's it's kind of like relationship. I often say that practice is like intimacy. It's like relationship, and we begin with ourselves. All you need to do is just observe how you treat yourself. In meditation, that's exactly how you treat other people. How you relate to your wandering thoughts, how you relate to the things that come up. It's just a miniature version of how we treat other people, how we relate to other people, the mechanism of the three poisons. It's just the circumstances are different. You're not talking, you're sitting. So, the simplicity of relaxing, grounding, availing ourselves to what is present, without judgment, without manipulation, that relationship that we build with ourselves, that will start to translate to the relationship that we have, not only with our body, with how we feel, with people. Yeah, so it's the kind of uh, intertwining of wisdom and compassion. Wisdom in this case, just free from vexations, pleasure, greed, hatred, ignorance. Compassion, relationship, illumination, function. So the question is, this is being recorded, so I to paraphrase. The question is, usually when we sit in meditation, wandering thoughts arise, we aware, redirected back to the method of practice, whether that be the body or the breath or whatever. But something that you said during the sitting 
the thoughts arise, watch it. So should we be watching it, thoughts, or redirecting it to the method? Okay. There's many entry points to silent illumination. The foundation is the practice of just sitting, in which we're practicing embodied experiencing the physicality of sitting. That is, the posturing, the relaxing, and the grounding. Like here, like you're here, you feel the weight of your body sitting. So that's what you should be doing. The wandering thoughts, bring it back to the physicality of sitting, the reality of this moment, sitting. But what happens when the body disappears? Or the physicality diminishes? Conversely, the presence of experiencing itself becomes more prominent. In that experiencing, something else becomes prominent. The kind of stillness, motionlessness, yet wakeful, that becomes more prominent. So when a person's at this stage, which is the second entry point to silent illumination, there's not much to go back to in terms of the body. It's so light. It's as if there, as if not there. But the wakeful stillness is there. But in the midst of that, if a thought would arise, All there needs to be done is you see it vanishing into the abyss of nothingness. (laughs) It's not nothingness. It's just the presence of awareness. No need to be afraid of wandering thoughts. Everything is embraced. Even before the thought arises, the stillness is there. So that's the simultaneity of Shamatha Vipassana. You see? So if we still have a lot of wandering thoughts, we still have presence of body, then go back to the body. Go back to the body. Go back to the reality of this moment. We always go back to the reality of this moment. If the body is still there, the reality is you're sitting. If the body is no longer there, still go back to reality of this moment. The reality of this moment is wakeful. Still. What is your name? Magdalena. 
That's so hard to say. <laughs> Your first name? Magdalena. Magdalena. Almost there. Magdalena. <laughs> okay. Within the next few seconds, I'm going to say your name. wakefulness is like that. Relax, grounded, vigilant. It's like what? How many of you have cats? Oh, cats are fun. You ever look at when the cat is about to pounce on something? Relaxed, relaxingly tense. Imagine when the you know, body disappears, kind of light, you're grounded. It's like a cat waiting right outside the mouse hole. The mice is wandering thoughts. And the mouse know it. Nothing's going to come out. No wandering thoughts going to come out. The mouse is right outside, just like. The body, normally when people do it, the body becomes tense, right? Tension. So you have to have the foundation, the foundation of embodied experiencing. Relax, relax, relax. Right? So you're very used to being relaxed and grounded. The body doesn't become tense and agitated. Yet the mind becomes sharp, clear. Shamatha Vipassana, silent illumination, simultaneous. See? You get what I'm saying? You like the analogy of the cat, the mice? Yeah. <clears throat> Just observe the cat. <clears throat> I'm not saying the method is observing the mind. I'm not saying that. The second entry to silent illumination is basically just the simplicity, the reality of this moment. The baseline, the mind is already free. It's already without contrivance, without constructs, signs. The Pali word is nimitta. Without signs, 
without fabrication. It's not constructing anything, but it's not stagnant. The functioning is still present. That functioning is just in its most raw form, in its most fundamental raw form. It's just clear. Not clear of this, clear of that. There's no this and that. Just in and of itself, the most fundamental presence, clear. Okay. If you need a crutch, okay, you make clear of this, clear of that. What's the crutch? The body. Okay, clear of the body sitting. You see what I'm saying? If he doesn't need it, you don't need to hold a crutch when you're walking fine. So the principle of method of practice, all systems of methods of practice is, the more complicated the method, in other words, the more crutch, crutches that you're using, the simpler it is to do. Why? Because you're busy. You're busy with all these different gadgets and right? simpler. But the depth of meditation, really shallow. Like you listen to classical music. Yeah, you can relax. That's about it, you know. Meditate with classical music. That's about it. Your mind is actually cognizing all the different octave and notes. Very busy. Right? Or you're engaging, visualizing a mandala or Avalokiteshvara, and very complicated. Yet it draws in the busy mind, gives it a lot of things to do. So the mind is looking. Conversely, the simpler the method, very hard to do. But once you get the knack of it, you go very deep, very deep, in alignment with the nature of mind, with your nature, your true nature, which is freedom. This freedom has two aspects. Selfless, yet functioning. That functioning could be love, could be embrace. <clears throat> right? The connection. <clears throat> you know, Buddhism talks about emptiness. You know, emptiness is dependent origination, interconnectedness. Basically, it's just talking about relationship. Emptiness is relationship without center. It's just connection. Selfless connection. So that's, that's a kind of experiential understanding of emptiness, and not book knowledge. So a person's practice more aligned Self-referencing becomes very, very small. And the feeling of connection, of love, intimacy, without an agenda, right? without something, the person is able to do that. That's why wisdom and compassion is entwined together. It's actually the same thing.
essence and its functioning. Okay, and this is not something outside you. It is you. This is you. Your true nature. Your capacity. The walls we put up, the defense mechanisms we hold on to, the memories we cling on to, that makes the functioning limited, boxed in, container. That makes it narrow. You see? And the vexations, the selfing, that makes it Contained, but you've never lost it, never lost this ability. So, the weakening and loosening and becoming porous, this our defenses, then our natural functioning start to manifest. All right, we take a break, bathroom break, get a drink of water, make some tea. Or not, we come back in ten minutes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.